When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to hempresent. Our radio resident hempo sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to hempresent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seek to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event. Seattle Hemp Fest. Speaking flower to power for 28 years and founded hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing. Also founded hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is Maryland cannabis activist Joey Lee, aka GI Mary Jane, who will join me momentarily. Growing up as the daughter of a Baltimore City police officer, Joey Lee was exposed early on in life to a world of awe-inspiring contrast, seeing firsthand all of the crime and poverty on the streets of Baltimore City. Over time, she got to hear the stories of others who have been struggling in the shadows under fear and scrutiny of what society might think, and it inspired her to do more for her community. Now a medical cannabis activist and advocate, I last spoke to Joey almost a year ago as Maryland prepared to roll out their new medical cannabis program. Today, Maryland has opened over 80 medical cannabis dispensaries, and we're checking in with Joey to get an update on where things stand in the mid-Atlantic state. Uh, Joey, it's been almost a year since we spoke. I just interviewed a few weeks ago Jake Burdett, a Maryland student who was charged with federal wiretapping for live streaming a cannabis protest in Representative Andy Harris's office, if you've been following that story. Um, but there's been a lot going on in Maryland. Uh, a court recently ruled that odor is not enough to search a person. Uh, and after a somewhat rocky start to cannabis, uh, the cannabis industry there, it's reportedly expanding to meet the needs of an emerging state market. Um, it seems like things are growing. Analysts had initially projected that gross cannabis sales in Maryland would list as much as $60 million by its third year. But by the end of last December, its first year, Gross sales had already surpassed 96 
million. How would you characterize the status of things today? Uh, are patients experiencing safe and affordable access to medical-grade cannabis in the state of Maryland? Um, safe, yes. Affordable, uh, I can't say so much. The actual average for each visit, which is generally, a, you know, a patient will go in and get an eight for themselves, um, is reportedly, according to the MMCC website, $47 per visit. So, uh Patients are still struggling to get the prices down there. However, Maryland is, uh, as far as I know, issuing new licensures for grow operations. So hopefully the supply can meet the demand and they can start to lower that price because, like you said, um, the, the demand was much more than Maryland had initially projected. I mean, they stayed um, 11,000 patients at inception and by December it was already up to 50,000, which you know, well exceeds the first year of most medical programs across the country. So they're doing pretty well. Let's try to keep up. Um, according to Wikipedia, Maryland has 18 licensed growers, 82 licensed dispensaries, and 70,000 registered patients, or slightly more than 1% of the state's uh, total population. Uh, and now I've, I've read that uh, producers are increasing access. Do you know why that is? Uh, well, the Maryland's getting close to recreational, I believe. Of course, you know, nobody can say this definitively. We all have to see what happens with the votes and the bills and uh, all that good stuff. However, in the initial uh, inception, there were 10 dispensaries. Now there are 71, and that's just within one year's time. So um, it seems that these rows and these dispensaries, some of them which are vertically integrated, are gearing up for some growth. Um, I think it's inevitable. Uh, federal prohibition is going to end someday. We get closer and closer um, every time we talk. Now there's even some bills that have finally been introduced on the federal level that are uh, seeing to actually deschedule cannabis for the first time. So um, I'm not sure if the Maryland businesses are necessarily gearing up for Maryland to legalize a recreational market or the inevitable fact that federal prohibition is going to have to end sometime sooner or later. It's an awful hot topic right now. Um, but yes, but, our expansion. Let, 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 let's touch on that. Um, you wanted to talk about H.R. 1588, the ending Federal Marijuana Prohibition Act of 2019. I think that's Representative Tulsi Gabbard's bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you hopeful that we're reaching a point of critical mass to end this uh, critical mass of prohibition? Honestly, right now there's only 31 co-sponsors on their bill. Um it's only up seven from when it was introduced in March. So it doesn't look like it's getting too much traction at the moment. Uh, last I heard, it's been referred to a subcommittee uh, that deals with homeland security, terrorism, and things of the sort. Uh, so hopefully uh, it will get past their desk and on to the next step. But as with any bill, uh, it, it takes some time. Um, I, I'm, of course, I'm hopeful that this gets passed. I'm hopeful that prohibition is going to end. But realistically, I don't know that this is going to get through um, any time within the next year or two. However, I'm very excited that it's even on the table because right now, all the other bills that have been introduced only see to reschedule cannabis, you know, bring it down to schedule two or three. And, and quite frankly, Vivian, I don't think that's enough. Um, this plant needs to be freed completely. We're adults, and uh, we we deserve the right to have access to... Uh, schedule, schedule 2 could conceivably deliver cannabis in the hands of the pharmaceutical uh, industry. Right. right, exactly. And and I think what's most important is uh, 
the ability for everybody in this country, be they a medical patient or a recreational user, to have the freedom to grow um, without the fear of prosecution or incarceration. Um, and until it's removed from the Controlled Substance Act completely, that cannot be a reality for anybody. Uh, you know, just like anything else, tomatoes, lettuce, uh, you or I can make the decision to grow those in our backyard if we didn't want to make the expense at the grocery store. And there's no reason that this should be any different. Um, patients should not be required, you know, by, by basically a gun to the head, I hate to be so rash, uh, be required to purchase from these big grows if they want to put in the time and effort to grow their own cannabis at home. And, and you know, arguably you, you're not absolutely positive what you're smoking unless you're growing it yourself. That's it. That's it. And that's, that goes with anything, uh, any food on the shelf that we pick up now. So, um, yeah, it's 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 very very important. And right now, this bill's bipartisan. Uh, there's only three uh, Republicans: um, Michigan, Florida, and Arkansas. Uh, but that's good. So uh, basically, it's it's up to the people. And I say this ad nauseum: write your representative, write your representative. The more they see this, and the more their staffers are in their ear saying, "Hey." You know, the public wrote about H.R. 1588 again, the more they're going to pay attention to it. So it's it's kind of up to us. You know, everybody says it's your civil duty to vote. Um, I think above and beyond that, foremost, it's your civil duty to communicate with your representatives. Here, here. I understand that lawmakers recently authorized the sale of edible cannabis products in the state of Maryland. They did. How's that, how's that coming along? Oh, pretty good. Actually, I'm, I'm in Colorado talking to you right now. Um, I've been doing some traveling across the country. But when I left in March, they were just getting ready to unveil that program. Um, and it's going great. So prior to that, the dispensaries had um, like the Dixie elixirs and they had some tablets and they were able to get them through as elixirs and lozenges, even though you and I know it's no different than a drink <laughs> or a candy. Um and now a lot of things are coming out. I heard that um, G Leaf is uh, teaming up with Flying Dog to come out with a non-alcoholic uh, THC infused uh, beer, which, you know, I think is great. I'm not a beer drinker, but for anybody who's a recovering alcoholic, this could be exactly the product that they need to get through their struggles and their hard times. So Maryland's working hard, um, but it's going to take, of course, all of these producers partnering up with people who know about the edible industry. So it's a little slow going, um, but I'm hopeful. It's about time that patients had access to edibles. However, um, the monthly limits that you're allowed to buy, uh, that seems to be uh, getting in the way. Uh, because when you purchase edibles, it actually deducts more from your monthly allotment. I'm not exactly sure how that works because Maryland has made sure that the math is that confusing. So um, I do know that Maryland Normal and MDMJ um, are working real hard in the, at the moment to try to you know get some change with that. Um, Joy, why don't you remind us, what is Charm City CBD? Well, Charm City CBD has actually... Um, kind of evolved. <laughs> um, so I'm, I work with a company called Canaway. Uh, they have an excellent line of products. I think a lot of people listening have probably heard of this company before. They're America's oldest CBD company. Um, Term City CBD used to feature uh, local Maryland businesses. Uh, but again, like I said, I'm doing a lot of traveling uh, with other business these days. Uh, so I've just limited it down to the Canaway products 
Um, it's amazing stuff. Everything's triple lab tested. Comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. Uh, and they have everything from your full extract cannabis oils uh, to teas, coffees, dog treats, uh, even 100% hemp-made clothing. Um, so that's an exciting company. I've been with them for about you know a year and a half, and it's pretty cool to watch them grow. Um, but I've kind of put that on the shelf um, to focus more on the advocacy and activism this year because it, it's such a hot topic. Um, these drug wars going on in the streets are, are just, they're getting out of control. The most recent statistic is one every 50 seconds. Um, so at least CBD is available federally for everybody. Anybody can uh, take relief in CBD, whether it just be a daily supplement or if they're trying to treat something, um, which is why I make sure to keep that available on the website for anybody who is in a state that still does not allow them access to THC. We're getting there. My guest is GI Mary Jane, Joey Lee. We are going to uh, hear word from our sponsored advertisers, hear that first break and come back with more questions. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzy Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle. Get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. I mean, that's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. Oh, you got me again. All right. Uh, you got me again. Welcome to Cannabis okay. Confidential. Ah! <laughs> hey, we did it. We did it. Yeah, Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back with Joey Lee on Hemp Present. So, you know, a lot of us, Joey, cannabis activists, it's 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 a it's a bittersweet time. On one level, we're making tremendous progress. Uh, states are flipping. We've got sales going on on some states for recreational CBDs everywhere. Yet, despite these unprecedented advances that have been made, uh, the number of national 
Uh, arrest just continues to climb annually. One person's arrested every 50 seconds for simple drug possession. The vast majority of them are for cannabis. How, how frustrating is this? I mean, what's your take on the current status of the war on cannabis users while there's all this money being made from legal cannabis sales simultaneously? I, I, it's, it's insane. Um, you know, when you talk to the public, a lot of people have been self-medicating and using cannabis long before the state started legalizing, and they didn't have any problems with the law until after it so-called became legal. Um, so, you know, it's hard, it's, it's hard to figure out what's going on. The, the government, you know, seemed to be for it. However, they're offering very limited access. Um, and like you said, yet still one person every 50 seconds is arrested for nonviolent drug possession. And like you said, the majority of those are cannabis. And 49% of those arrests are actually uh, within the Black and Latino community, which only comprises about one-third of the population. So there's grossly improportionate arrests going on. Um, lately, I've been following three cases in particular, two out of Missouri, one out of Illinois. There was a young man named Alante McDowell, um, he was pulled over an illegal traffic stop. One thing led to another, and um, he ended up being chokeholded to the ground by officers. And while on the ground, still in a chokehold, was then tased. All of this over cannabis. Um, it, it's being looked into. Um, from what I understand, the officer in question is on administrative leave. Um, but in following these stories, you know, not enough's being said in the media. Um, I have my Google alert set to this, and nothing's been said in about eight days. And, and that alone disgusts me uh, when you've got a vast majority of the population being put in prison for nonviolent offenses. You'd think that would be something that the mainstream media would be all over. Cortez Shepard in St. Louis uh, just lost his life for it. Um, again, approached in a parking lot um, for no reason. Cops approached his vehicle. They smelled cannabis. One thing led to another um, reports say that Mr. Shepard pulled a firearm after he was tased and then was shot in the chest and lost his life. So this is getting really serious. And it's not just our young men on the streets. Again, uh, most, most of these arrests, grossly improportionate, are uh, against the Black and Latino population. Um, but there's an older gentleman in Missouri that was just sentenced to 10 years in federal prison um, for growing the medicine, the very medicine that's saving his life. Uh, so 60-year-old Stephen Sutherland um, is sitting in a 10-year sentence and will now be ripped off his medication. And who knows if he's going to make it through that 10-year sentence. And, and what shocks me about this one is this wasn't a judge. This is something that started back in 2015, and he's been arguing it and appealing it. Um, finally got it to a jury trial. He was put away by a jury of his peers. So that tells me that there's a lack of awareness. It's one thing for the courts and the authorities to be against us, but when your peers are putting you away, 60 years old in chronic condition for growing the very medicine that is saving your life and ultimately taking your life, um, that means there's not enough chat. You know, there's not enough talk going on. People need to be more vocal in their communities. It's, cannabis needs to be separated from bad behavior. Um, and that's something that I hope 2020 will see a, a, a grand display of outreach and uh, shameless uh, coming out of the cannabis closet, if you will.
and didn't normalize this. Joey, on that, on that subject uh, that you were touching on of people of color being disproportionately targeted and incarcerated throughout really the entire century Canada's prohibition, um, a growing issue within the cannabis community is racial and gender equity within the industry. And I understand that minority-owned companies in Maryland were mostly sidestepped during the first phase of cannabis licensing, uh, with the vast majority of licenses being awarded to white applicants. Do you know, is there anything currently underway in the state to rectify that and include communities of color in ownership and management opportunities in the regional cannabis industry? Absolutely. Maryland was real good to hop right on top of that. Um, late last year, they introduced uh, new guidelines for the licensors that, licenses that they'll be issuing. Um, and they give extra points in consideration to women, people of color, and Native Americans. Why they left out Latinos, I'm not really sure. Um, but at least they're doing something. Now, it's, it's, it's odd because once all that happened and people started sending in their applications and the ball started rolling down the proverbial hill, um, a particular vertically integrated dispensary and grow operation in Maryland tried to enter into a lawsuit with the Maryland Medical Cannabis Commission in order to halt the issuing of those licensures. Uh, so that was rather interesting. Um, again, this is one of those, you know, white-owned, vertically integrated businesses, um, as as you referenced. Um, and a beautiful thing happened in Maryland uh, when when they tried to make that move. All of the people came together. Um, the activists in the community from all the separate grassroots organizations, not just having to do with cannabis, but human rights in general. Um, and we formed a little group called Civilian Platoon 420, just started as a Facebook group. So we could discuss our, you know, how displeased we were. We wanted to start drafting letters to send. Uh, we wanted to start being actionable. Um, but eventually, or quick, very quickly, within 24 hours, the community started talking um, the community started to plan a sit-in, um, and before we knew it, we woke up the next morning and this dispensary had withdrew their lawsuit. So Maryland is now free to move forward uh, with the issuing of the new licensures, which I believe they're going to be doing within the next couple months. Um, so hopefully we'll see a whole lot more minority-run businesses, especially considering the minority population in Maryland. It's, um, it's, it's very, very strong and very solid. So uh, I guess if, if Maryland thought they were going to get away with leaving those folks out of the picture, they were obviously mistaken. What, what's Walk for Change? Mm, Walk for Change is a grand, grand display that is being planned by dozens, if not hundreds, of very small grassroots organizations uh, across the nation. And I mean, coast to coast. Um, you know, we just discussed all the issues with the drug war, all the issues with uh, our freedoms being denied to us as citizens. And June, June 18th is the tentative date. We're going to leave Perez, California, and walk Forrest Gump style all the way to DC hoping to land sometime before the 2020 election, early October, late September, possibly, um, and demand our freedoms back. Uh, Walk for Change is an action in motion, providing an organized platform for anybody who's seeking a common sense solution to governmental cannabis prohibition. It's time that this ends. Uh, there should be no jail for pot. 
and this walk. We hope to gather everybody that participates in the little events that are going to be salt and peppered along the way to hop in the RVs and the, um, you know, the caravans that, that are going to start forming around this walk and join us in DC, same bat time, same bat place, um, to redemand our rights. It's, it, it's, it's a bigger, it's bigger than just cannabis. It's, there's a war on freedoms. There's a war on adults and their freedom to choose what they put in their body. I mean, I don't know why my body, my choice only applies to the abortion issue. It should apply to everything. And I think cannabis is a great icebreaker uh, for all of those human rights issues. We've got about 30 seconds before the next break. Uh, what about you yourself? You're very passionate about cannabis and freedom to access it. In, in, in 30 seconds, what has cannabis done to change your life personally? Cannabis has given me the clarity to follow the signals that life gives me, if that makes any sense. Um, it's given me the ability to calm down, focus on myself, my health, and my wellness, and prioritize things in my life so that I can be as productive as I can be. The pharmaceuticals do just the opposite. My guest is Joey Lee, GI Mary Jane. We're going to hear another word from our sponsor and advertiser come back for our final questions. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. The National Cannabis Industry Association's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference takes place October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com and take part in the only industry trade show focusing solely on the California market hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's California Cannabis Business Conference brings together thousands of cannabis industry leaders, policymakers, and entrepreneurs to discuss California-specific regulations, market trends, policy, advocacy, and research. The California Cannabis Business Conference will also feature over 60,000 square feet of expo floor, showcasing over 200 exhibits. Make your plans now for NCIA's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference, October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. That's CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. It's time to Hemp Resent. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. 
This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We are back with Joey Lee. Joey, um... There's so many exciting things going on in cannabis. Uh, it's really an amazing time to be involved and to be on the ground in places like Seattle and and, and uh, Maryland, where you're at. Um, are there any other projects that you are involved in that you're passionate about? Uh, how can people track what you're doing? And then while we still have you, uh, kind of how did you get the handle of GI Mary Jane? Well, that's a fun story. <laughs> we'll start with that one because it just makes sense. And I'll let everybody know, um, you know how to take a look at what's going on at the end. Um, so just to start off, I'm, I'm not a veteran. I've never been uh, in the military, but I am the daughter of a first responder um, and in a veteran family. Uh, back in 2017, the activist community in D.C., particularly uh, a gentleman who calls himself the Duke of Hemp, who's been an actual activist for generations, um, started calling me G.I. Mary Jane. Why? I, I, you know, I really don't know. Maybe it's my militant attitude or <laughs> I take no nonsense approach to things. Um, and again, I was raised by military members, so I guess some of that might have rubbed off on me. Uh, and it, it kind of bothered me because there's a certain disrespect associated with assuming the role of a service member when you are not a service member. So I battled around with this in my head for a long time, not wanting to disrespect the veteran community that I advocate so strongly for. Um, and it occurred to me in talking to people that that we are legitimately in a drug war and, and we are all soldiers in this drug war. None of us signed up for this. But every day, if you walk out of the door and you so much as smell like weed, you run the risk of having guns pointed in your face or the best case scenario being fined, a.k.a. theft. I mean, they, they take your money for having a plant. Um, we're all soldiers in this drug war. And after almost 100 years, it's time we decide what side we're on. Um, I'm going to choose to be on the side of truth and freedom. Uh, so I went ahead and accepted G.I. Mary Jane, you know, as um, I'm going to start over. Hold on one second. Okay, dope. Got about 30 seconds to of more to talk. You know, so I accepted um, the handle G.I. Mary Jane. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if anybody's listening is a, a comic book fan, but, you know, with with great power comes great responsibility. That, that's the kind of feeling that came over me. Um, so I decided to dedicate my spare time to looking into all these arrests and educating the community and sharing the statistics. And from that civilian platoon, 420 was born. Uh, now, right now, that's just a Facebook group. The dot-com is slowly growing, um, but we are but a small group of people. Um, 
And Civilian Platoon 420 uh, is a group of the most actionable activists across the country, about 650 strong. And it's been a wonderful way for everybody to share media stories. Because if there's a little cannabis arrest in Missouri, I'm not going to know about it in Texas. Well, now we do because of the platoon. So that's been wonderful. In terms of keeping up to date with what's going on, everything is kind of centralized at gimarydane.com. So gi maryjane.com. Um, and if anybody wants to check out what's going on with the Walk for Change uh, or donate, uh, they can visit that at walkforchange.us. That's walk, the number four, change.us. Joey Lee, thank you so much for being on Hamperzent. Good luck with your work. I appreciate you. Thanks. Now we get to weekly feature Hamperzent on CandlesRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. Alcohol and marijuana, if used in moderation, Plus, loud, usually low-class music makes stress and boredom infinitely more bearable. And those are the immortal words of American writer Kurt Vonnegut. The Hamilton theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Sticker Bush, sung by much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, my because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.